0: back literary slumbers to another morph monday episode of shelf aware and guess who's back back again homicrons are back <laughs> tell a friend <laughs> guess he's back guess he's back guess he's back etc cetera, etc cetera. <laughs> i'm anna
1: <laughs> i'm em today on this podcast we are talking about animorphs number 42 the journey uh rachel pov Uh well for the most part yeah we we get a little bit split pov here shocking um this one was written by uh ka applegate and another person who if my kindle was loading i would be able to tell you costello emily costello
0: have we seen her before no, she wrote this book and apparently an alternamorphs book.
1: Ah, we so. have not delved into the alternamorphs yet. Yeah, we may never. I'm considering pulling one out for the plot line for our 151, but we'll see. Or 150. Ooh, interesting. Um, interesting. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. Uh, but yeah, what do you think? What do you think of uh, the journey? I.
0: I really. Was interested in everything Marco was doing and couldn't mm. give a shit uh, what everyone else was doing inside of his body. Because guess what, guys? They go inside Marco's
1: body like fucking Magic School Bus. <laughs> yes, which was going to be my intro for this one. was. <laughs> Please let this be a normal field trip with the Helmicrons? No way! No way!
0: <laughs> Cruising on down Main Street.
1: <laughs> um, I think of the Helmicron books, this is the best Helmicron book
0: that does not speak highly though because all the hermacrum books are dumb.
1: They do suck as a rule. But I found this one at least mildly entertaining and not as not as annoying as the other two. It
0: was it was definitely somewhere that vandalites have not been before. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. We're really trying to find new ground for these andalite or anamorphs to tread and they decided to go with Inside of Marco, <laughs>
0: the most dangerous prey and setting, man. <laughs>
1: um, yeah, I don't, I don't know that. Uh, I wouldn't say call it a good book necessarily, but I wouldn't no. put it in the uh, alien toilet pile. It's very middle grade, isn't mm-hmm. it? It's kind
0: of got a little bit of that gross-out humor. A yeah. little bit of, like, the absurdism of it is just very... It's very lighthearted for what is going on in it, I feel like. Um,
1: until the end, I guess. <laughs> and the Helmicrons are all just very one-note, as they always have been. Very bravado for being tiny. I do find the Helmicron dialogue hilarious. I mean, it's it's quite overwrought, which makes it inter- entertaining, I think. Mm-hmm. Like, they're very... um. They got they got big dicks for such little dudes,
0: <laughs> and big, and big tits,
1: tits too. I mean, most of the, uh, we also saw that there was some uh, continuity here as the Helmicron gender uprising has apparently happened. Yeah, good for them. I um, guess. It's going okay, I suppose. It's going certainly. I also like that they snuck in a matrix <laughs> a matrix reference. That was good and uh timely super timely too that movie had probably just come Mm -hmm, out mm -hmm. weird how that kind of actually makes more sense now when you're talking about like a highly gendered society and taking the red Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. weird weird how that works out (laughs) but at the time it was just a (laughs) reference to a nice sci-fi movie (laughs) yeah yeah
0: (laughs) well shall we talk about it should we talk about the journey to the center of the marco yeah let's do it okay so uh as we said last morph monday this book opens in the middle of a battle
1: classic uh, but
0: it's at the, actually i should say in the middle it's at the end of the battle the bandoliers are demorphing um when suddenly the flash of photography goes off and they see a boy running away and they are like, That kid took a picture of us, what if he's a Yerk? Or what if he lives with Yerkes? Or, you know, this is just what if he sells it to the National Enquirer. We have to go stop him. They track him down
1: Do they do they go to his apartment? I don't know, it doesn't matter. They they track him down Yeah, I think they go to his apartment and then they're like, Eric yes. post up outside his apartment, please. And Eric's yes. like we gotta take Eric's shifts. like, good, this is way i can help without punching or doing anything useful
0: (laughs) eric's like this is this is how i can be nonviolent today um and i think it's funny because i think we do get marco he was like i wondered if i could get the chi to like make a hologram of me to keep me safe while i'm inside of that apartment but it'd probably go against their code which is dumb like marco was like i can't (laughs)
1: they're ridiculous i can't believe it (laughs) we can't either marco but here we are (laughs) So, they go back to the barn to
0: talk about what to do about their paparazzi. Papa, paparazzi. (laughs) And while they're there discussing, a Barbie Jeep pulls into the barn, and inside of it is a ship. And inside of that ship, Helmicrons. So, was the ship driving the car? I can only assume A radio controlled (laughs) toy car blew into the barn, more precisely, a slightly damp pink and aqua Barbie 4x4, only instead of Barbie, a very small spaceship sat in the driver's seat.
1: The ship was. Did they just like route the radio control for the car to the ship?
0: I think the ship has arms and legs. Probably, they probably yeah they probably took like the radio signal that goes from the controller to the car and were just like beep boop it's our or they are the controller now look at me look at or me we're the controller now
1: they used their shrink ray and shrunk the controller oh really tiny and then put smarter. that in the ship
0: <laughs> incredible <laughs> so yes it's the helmicron ship they say the ship looked way too familiar. So is this another ship from the one that the Yerks had captured before?
1: Maybe. Maybe. Because they blew that one up, they right? There were two that ships,
0: one's... I think, maybe originally.
1: Hmm. The one, yes. the Star Trek ship. There was, yes, there ship. was. Okay. Because mm-hmm, there was the one that showed up and the other one was trying to rescue them. Because they were like, aha, yes. they suck so bad. Yes. Was their whole thing. But I, I can't remember. remember and they then they fought each other. The Yerks ended up with one of the ships, and I don't know if we know what happened, so maybe it was just the other ship. I don't know. They, like, refueled, and they promised to leave Earth forever, but clearly they didn't, so. They clearly didn't, and then also during this book, they kept being like, well, maybe if they promised to leave Earth forever. It's like, that clearly didn't work. They, they did that once, whatever. <laughs> Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, you're Jake. <laughs>
0: The Helmicrons are once again demanding the use of the I guess it should morphing- be fool
1: me twice. I am Jake.
0: I uh, you are Jake. Fool me Everybody twice. Everybody is a Jake. I am Jake. <laughs> um The Helmicrons are after the morphing cube again, the technology. Um do they know I don't know if they know that it lets them morph. They just kn- lets them morph. They just know that it is powerful and they want it for yeah. its power source. They just um, want a battery.
1: Which also then like they're like the morphine cube is like a battery, and it—that's how it lets us morph. And I'm like, what are you, what, what no. are you talking about? They're like it know. supercharged us. I'm like, that's not. Are you, are you claiming that your cells got a lot of energy? They're all batteries like, now. They're all like the Duracell cell Bunny. This is the problem with the or series. Energizer this long bunny? is that Energizer. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> the, the, the series is long. It's like it goes on so long. All of the stuff that we were just willing to accept, they end up having to explain just to pad the books and the explanations don't make sense.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Cassie, Cassie tell like kind of reveals where the cube is hidden and the Helmocrons go into the hiding place and start to cut it open so they can get the cube. And Rachel and Marco are like, no, you don't. And they try and like grab the ship and Rachel ends up hitting Marco with her elbow and he passes out on the ground. He falls to the ground and passes out,
1: leaving his nose open his nose and available.
0: <laughs> and Rachel's like, wow, Marco. What'd you have to go and fall down for? And everyone's like, Rachel, you were the one who hit Marco. <laughs> like this is your fault. And Marco and Rachel just like blows it off. There is no like I was kinda glad there was no discussion here about like Rachel, you're so foolhardy. Like I can't believe you've managed to fuck things up again. Everyone's like, Rachel, Rachel, you did Okay, okay, let's move on then. <laughs> um Oh, Rachel. The Helmicrons say, Haha, we see our opening and they get out of their ship and go inside Marco's nose. <laughs>
1: so there's that
0: (laughs) and they say give us the power source or we're gonna kill your friend from the inside out uh my favorite quote give us the power source now and we will kill you quickly hesitate and we will prod you with sharp sticks before you die (laughs) they're so vicious
1: (laughs) and they really they have the confidence that like we should all strive for yeah truly they're just like, yeah, we're going to win, of course, We're the Helmicrons. Fuck off. <laughs> also, women suck, unless I'm a woman, in which case men suck. Men suck, yep. Fun. It's a fun vibe. I <laughs> can
0: get behind it. I can hit, get behind hating a whole gender, I guess. <laughs> Marco wakes up, and he's like, where'd the Helmicrons go? And everyone's like, they're in your nose, man. And he's like, we'll Marco! Get, th- get them out. And everyone's like, okay, well, we're going to have to shrink down. Um, and go inside your nose in order to do that and fight them there. Cool idea. Um, they go to use the morphing ray, or not the morphing ray, they go to use the shrinking ray, and Axe is like, beep, boop, I did it, we hacked it, we can use it now. And they shoot themselves, but they shrunk to ten times smaller than the Helmicrons are.
1: Helmicrons did a goof on them.
0: The Helmicron sabotage a laser because they knew these guys were going to use it and go after them. So they're extremely tiny. They're so small that they cannot hear Marco when he talks because sound waves? Sure. Sure. Sure.
1: <laughs> sure. I don't know. This brought up a lot of questions for me about size because, and I was going to save this for later when they're dealing with the blood cells and whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Here is my query. They get to the point where they... The point... Where they are, like, okay, so we know that they're really itty-bitty. They're smaller than the Helmicrons. And if they morph something that's smaller, they morph to scale, right? Yes. So, like, if they morph, like, a cockroach, it would be, like, a cockroach that is a cockroach Equivalent to the size to, that they are. yeah. So it would be, like, real super itty-bitty-bitty, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. My question is, could they, with a combo of that shrinking and morphing, get to a size where they can no longer exist because oxygen molecules are too big for them to breathe in.
0: That's a terrifying thought. <laughs> wow. Like, yeah. Right? Yeah, surely. <laughs> what happens when you become smaller than oxygen?
1: Or even Like, not even smaller than oxygen, but if you got small enough where you have to, like, eat it, you wouldn't be able to, like eat the oxygen breathe enough of them for that and also like i feel like your body wouldn't be able to handle it right because it would be like what do we do with this thing
0: it's so big i can't digest it i can't digest
1: (laughs) this oxygen right like because i mean it's maybe i'm misunderstanding the concept of molecules but maybe
0: it's like maybe it would be like a heat like balloon like helium you would just, like, carry around the molecule and inhale a little bit every time you needed to breathe I and your voice would be like- really high-pitched.
1: <laughs> I feel like that's not how it works. But I also don't know enough about molecules. Like, because when it's a molecule, <laughs> it's just the one thing, right? Like, Mm-mm. once you – you can't break it down any smaller, else it would be, like, elements, and then if you – which I guess oxygen except O2. But, you know, if you broke it down from there, like, from – an oxygen atom it would be like electrons and protons and that wouldn't do the same thing as oxygen in your body right so like don't know, how does it work it wouldn't you could die, hey, you could die. also i right in and then that made me think of like would our body's systems be calibrated to deal with whatever we're intaking outputting at a specific size right like at a size ratio. like would you like, just
0: turn into an amoeba if you got too small
1: Right. Well, and, like, would you would you be able, like, even if you didn't shrink all the way down that size, would your body still freak out about, like, different, set, like, a different ratio, I guess, or, like, different proportions of, mm. like, molecules? Like, are, are your cells used to dealing with things at a certain size? Does that make sense? Right.
0: I mean, it doesn't because I don't understand the science behind any of it, but <laughs> it sounded confident. And I liked that I, about it.
1: I just, I feel like if you <laughs> shrunk real little, your yes. molecules would be like, oh no. Or like your cells would be like, oh no, these oxygen molecules are bigger than what we were used to. And we uh, don't know how to do this, like proportionally. Yeah. And then yeah. you just die.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you got, but I don't know if, that's if you got so small that you were smaller than your cells, yeah. where would cells go
1: They would just be like itty bitty cells, but then they wouldn't be able to handle like the big oxygen or like whatever you're, you know, and then this also brought up another point in this book. This book brought up a lot of thoughts for me, guys.
0: This is I'm wow. No wonder you liked it more than I did.
1: Well, it wasn't so much like as like it created an existential dread in me. Okay. um, which (laughs) is kind of my go to (laughs) mode. This really fed into some unhealthy habits of mine. But um, (laughs) my next question is, they make this point when they're telling Marco not to morph, that they're like, we don't know what would happen if you morph with us inside because we're, like, foreign bodies. And, like, but humans are already chock a block full of foreign bodies. we got so many bacteria in us. That's true. just, Just tons and tons. So, like, what happens to those dudes when you morph? I have to say. I mean, like, we know that, like, the computer chip... I thing. think he would like have would pooped everybody down. out. Hmm. Hmm. Troubling.
0: <laughs> because we see them getting dissolved by the stomach acid, right? Uh, I think he would have pooped them out. Yeah, I think eventually, like little little Helmicron kernels in his poo.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess I'm thinking more like just without the Helmicrons mm. when they morph, just every day. Oh. What happens to their bacteria?
0: Like, this book seems to imply that every time they morph and demorph they go back to never like the bacteria not existing
1: but that wouldn't that wouldn't work i guess unless that it's good work, bacteria. Though, because yeah because like <sighs> listen guys humans are actually a collection humans are a biome like we have a whole bunch of bugs little bacteria, of bacteria in, in your mouth mouths are disgusting places so much you're full of wonderful life particles it's great but also i feel like if you morph like your gut flora is gonna be fucked right like if that's Surely. what they're saying so well, think about all the how, times they've
0: like eaten stuff as animals
1: right but then like the ra- spoiler alert marco gets rabies the rabies <laughs> gets cured yeah. by morphing so so, are they completely guess,
0: pure every time they de Yeah, morph?
1: yeah. And then if that's the case, why are they like? Why are they still in Marco's system when he morphs? Shouldn't they be like the bacteria mm. and be like, boop, mm. it's not there anymore? Shouldn't they go to Z space or whatever? I see. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. This made me think a lot about my bacteria. They're my friends. They live in my body. <laughs> I'm worried for them.
0: Here's all I could think about. While reading this book. Concerning con- concerning the morphing and having people inside you when you morphed. hmm Why didn't Marco just morph into something really small mm-hmm. and crush everyone inside of his body?
1: I think that would have been the obvious... Well, okay. I guess... Because it was the same thing as the hammerhead thing, right? Because they had the chip uh-huh. in them. Yeah. And they morphed small enough. When they tried to morph small, it like it was going to crush. Yeah. It was going to, like, explode right. them from the inside. So I guess he could do that. But his his meats, whatever he was morphing into, its meats would have to be stronger than the Helmicron's meats. Yeah. So, like. So cockroach. You though, don't know. Again, spoilers. Cockroach. Then if it explodes, like, if he's, it's, it's like, if he squishes it. And they don't get squished all the way, they would like burst through him. Yeah. They would like chest burst him. But then as and soon then as he, he
0: morphed. But he'd have to do it quick. Yeah. So he can so. do one of those partial morphs that Cassie's so proud of. Yeah. But he can't. But he can't. Also that was the thing. <laughs> I yeah, I just I don't know why he didn't they didn't experiment with this like, hey, don't morph while we're inside you, but let's see what happens when you do right. morph when something's inside of you that we don't care about. Yeah. That thing being I mean, Helmicron.
1: I guess maybe the concern, if this book series was following the rules that it established earlier, would be that if he morphed into whatever and it didn't work, mm-hmm. and then he morphed back to human, that the Helmicrons could be somewhere even more troublesome, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and then they could like injure him in that way. But by the laws of morphing, just now, just. Morph again and unmorph, and you're fixed, and you're because 100% how, cured
0: of everything.
1: That's how injuries and sicknesses work now, unlike how they worked for the first 20 books in the series. Do you think it works with mental illnesses? <laughs> um, I feel like no, because that's your own brain meets doing some mm. stuff. Oh, I that's think right, also your like, brain doesn't change unless y- it does. Yeah, and also I think that if it was like a a problem not caused by like bacteria or virus like if you have Mm. certain like chronic illnesses and whatever it's the chemicals you can't
0: you can't change the chemicals but you can change foreign invaders
1: i think your body which includes cuts are also covered under that rule i don't know
0: when you get yerked does that cure depression or does the yerk just also have depression
1: (laughs) i think if you get yerked um i mean i've talked about before i think Yerking is this a, a metaphor for depression, but mm-hmm. you know, that's neither here nor there. Um I think that you would still be very depressed, but you would have no way to express it. I don't mm-hmm. think it would affect the yerk.
0: I gotcha. You would just be think double sad.
1: Yeah. I think that it might affect the yerk in the way that any like controller yerk relationship works, where it's like if they're being super annoying, the yerk's gonna be annoyed about that thing. So like if you're like really depressed and you're like, Everyone hates me because I'm a Yerk. I'm sad, then maybe like the Yerk will eventually be like, Oh, this dude never shuts up about how he hates I'm being even. a Yerk. Like but also like everybody probably hates being a Yerk. So Very true.
0: Well, most
1: everybody. All right. Where were I've we I've gotten us so far off track.
0: <laughs> the vandalites go into Marco's nose, there's snot. He does a sneeze at one point. They go, they go down into esophagus, stomach, etc. Meantime, Margo is outside of his own body, of course. And he's like, my job is going to be to go get the photograph or the camera that the boy used to take pictures of us mid-morph. So he goes back to the place... Uh, the apartment building and does and tries to steal the camera but there is a dog there a pit bull which this is really unfair representation of pit bulls but the pit Agreed. bull does do a big bite i felt bad i was like this should have been a poodle or like i don't know some also
1: tr- it wasn't even just that the pit bull did a bite it was like when the pit bull showed up marco was like ah oh, no a pit bull a dog i am specifically afraid of because it yeah. is a pit bull and i'm like mm-hmm. marco pit bulls are nice
0: boys yeah and I guess I guess we were supposed to take away from that that like, this pit bull also had rabies. Um, yes. But I feel like.
1: But the Pitbull having rabies did not affect Marco's. Fear. That didn't come in yes. until the so, end. Yeah. So I feel like
0: it was also still unfair.
1: It was shitty, shitty pit bull representation. Yeah. We need more pit bulls writing books. Yes,
0: please. <laughs>
1: when is the N-more series going to get a pit, pit, pit bull, bull voices?
0: <laughs> <laughs> um. As Marco gets bitten by this pit bull and he flees, uh, he's bleeding heavily from his arm and just decides to go home and go to sleep because his friend said he couldn't morph and he doesn't want to jostle his body too much. Cool. And
1: also he's bleeding heavily from his arm and can't uh, morph and demorph to magically fix it, which is the rule now. Which is
0: the... Apparently that's just the standard I don't, I I don't, don't like know. it, but that's Oof. where it
1: is. It's simply nonsense. Yes,
0: I agree. There has to be some limitations.
1: But stakes. I'm, yes. There yes. have to be stakes. Yes. So Protect um, your original body. <laughs> that's, yes. Yeah. Good. But this is just, you can just do whatever. And you can be immortal, probably. Nonsense. Um,
0: Rachel, because I, I, I forget, I kept forgetting this was a Rachel POV. Cause, Same. Same. Hmm. Rachel, again, is kind of just blah, blah character. It seems
1: like it should be a Cassie one, because Cassie's gotten the other two Helmicrons. Yeah. But I think that was also a complaint we had with those, was that it could have been anyone in the lead. So Mm -hmm. it's just like, the Helmicrons are such a personality, we don't need to give the characters personality, you know? Yes. And I don't know that I agree with that stance.
0: So, meanwhile... Back in Marco's body, they are fighting the Helmicrons all the way to the stomach. And Rachel falls down as an elephant and starts getting eaten up by the stomach acids. And the Helmicrons are also there, and they also start getting eaten up. And Rachel's like, Okay, surrender. And they're like, No, you surrender. And Jake is like, Maybe we can trick them. And then the Helmicrons are like, okay. Give us the cube, and half of us will stay in Marco's body, and if you betray us, then we'll kill Marco. And they're like, okay, I guess we can't trick them.
1: Was this before or after they escaped the stomach by climbing this into is a before. blood vessel?
0: Yes. Yeah, so then the Helmicron starts shooting Marco's stomach open, which I was like, oh, he's his stomach acids are going to eat his whole body. This is bad. This is bad. You're hurting. You're killing Marco. Please stop. They... Shoot Marco's stomach lining and just slip into his bloodstream.
1: Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Because this again gets—I think this was the part where I started thinking about the oxygen thing. Because they're like, "Oh, what can we? Well, they'll just
0: suffocate and die." Yeah, they just assumed the Helmicrons were dead at that point.
1: They're like, the homicrons are so stupid. They just they just, they just went into an unbreathable space. And then they're like, oh, wait, actually, we're stupid and don't know how aliens work. Um, <laughs> yeah. So maybe they can breathe blood. Who knows? And then they're like... "Hex is like, we well, should... actually, we don't know. <laughs> yeah. So they're like, let's all be something that can breathe in water because blood is like water. And then we can breathe the oxygen. Oh, I'm like, this, oh, none yeah. of this. Also, the whole idea of just like, there isn't space in the stomach like this i know that that's like a fun fantasy thing of like (laughs) that the stomach is like a a balloon basically with a lot of like open space but it's it's not really like everything everything's taken up the space it needs to take up in there you don't have a lot of wiggle room so like the idea that they can just like walk around these places is already pretty silly but (laughs) Then they're like, let's just hop in the bloodstream and swim in it. And I'm like, I don't think just because you can breathe underwater, you could breathe in blood when you are a size at which the blood is like the blood cells are visible to you. Like, I feel like this is wrong. (laughs)
0: But Cassie was like, but I heard that plasma is just is is from seaweed and sharks swim in water that has seaweed. So we'll be fine.
1: Also, okay, also, I'm sorry, if you were swimming through cells and you were small enough that the cell, I think they describe them as, like, plate-sized, right? Uh Like, they're, like, about that size. It wouldn't be swimming. It would be like if you were in a ball pit, right?
0: Yeah, because you'd be dodging all the blood cells, which we see them doing.
1: It's not, like, I don't know. I just don't. I just don't know about all of this. I
0: don't either. <laughs> the science on this one was very sketch. I didn't, I didn't believe any of it could happen, even in a science fiction novel, for one second. <laughs> um, <laughs> the, they do. They swim. They're like, oh, shit. We don't know if the Helmicrons even have lungs, let alone if they can breathe underwater or whatever. We need to go after them. They morph sharks. They also slip through this cut in Marco's stomach, go into his heart. near his heart and as they're swimming through his bloodstream rachel's like take a detour
1: at the liver at one point yeah they go they do go to the
0: liver for a while and cassie somehow knows everything about the whole body i guess because she's a vet or half a vet or whatever you call it when your parents are vets
1: a baby vet
0: (laughs) um yeah and uh rachel's like "Ooh, what is what is that? The white blood cells are eating the the bad things. And ooh, gross. And Cassie's like, it's the body at work, man. Magic. Miracle of life. They get to the heart, I think. And they're about to fight the Helmicrons. But then Marco starts morphing. Because back outside Marco's body, Marco has decided to go back... The apartment he's too restless he can't sit around And do nothing and also he feels like Really feverish for whatever Reason he just he's he's mad He's feverish he needs to get up and Do something he goes back to the apartment buildings Um and this time He takes a steak with him and he Gives the dog the steak And he's about to swipe the camera But then he hears that people are home and so he Goes to hide in the closet and he's like They're gonna open this closet so the only thing I can do Is morph so he morphs into a cockroach Inside, everyone starts thought speech screaming to Marco. Like, don't morph! What the fuck are you do? Quit morphing! And then the Helmicron starts shooting the cockroach's heart. Um, and no one... And then Marco stops responding to their thought speech. And so they're like, our friend! He's dead! So, they get one of the Helmicron's weapons, they kill the Helmicrons, and they exit Marco's cockroach body. And... Obviously, they are miles away from their home, from, their, from the morphing ray, I mean, shrink ray, the morphing cube, all of that. So it would take them probably the rest of their life to find their way back at the size that they are. So they're like, oh, what are we going to do, Marco? You shouldn't have, You shouldn't have morphed he's dead can't believe it but then someone's like oh wait no cockroaches can survive anything they even have two hearts they have like a whole backup heart and body and whatever for when their first body dies so marco come on marco how long has it been axe axe is like it's been an hour and 55 minutes and i'm like no it hasn't (laughs) it's been like five minutes axe you're a liar (laughs) there's no way there's no way that they spent two hours mourning marco that doesn't happen on the page
1: I think probably it was supposed to be two. Nah. No, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> I was sense. trying to justify it. It simply doesn't. Um,
0: But Marco like also
1: fine. Also, you said they killed the Helmicrons. They don't kill all of them because there's still some hanging out. Yeah.
0: They. Oh, yeah. There's five of them still alive.
1: Surely the Helmicrons weren't standing there for two hours like, well, we must respect their grief. Yeah, they're process. mourning, so, so oh, we're well.
0: at a standstill for now. <laughs> Truce. Helicron truce. Um, Marco, they eventually get through to Marco. And he wakes up and demorphs in this closet. And he's like, oh, my bad, guys. Um, I'll turn into a bird and you can all jump on me. We'll go back to the barn. So they do that. <laughs> they all, Marco flies them all back to the barn. And they... Um, they, they get big again. They recharge the Helmicron's ship with the morphing cube, and then the Helmicron's for really real promise to never come back this time for real.
1: This will probably be fine.
0: Yeah, I'm sure they'll never come back again. Fingers crossed. Mm. The book would have us believe that these children have been inside Marco's body for like 12 hours at this point. Again, I don't know if I believe this,
1: but... That's what the book I says. I simply don't.
0: The chi had to be called in to act as body doubles. You know, their regular routine.
1: <laughs> they clean everyone's rooms, do
0: their homework, whatever.
1: I feel like they could have made this seem like it was 12 hours if it wasn't such a constant, like, we're chasing the yeah. thing to the next thing. It's like, if it was like, we searched, we had we to camp them. under the tongue, you know, like that i might believe that you'd spent more time but it was like we went we did this we went to the next thing we did this we went to the next thing it took like five minutes we went to the next thing that was like two minutes like you know it it doesn't it doesn't unless that like shark swimming up the blood thing was a really long time but then they would be stuck as tiny sharks so um that
0: night rachel is watching something on tv or reading a book i don't remember but she learned something about rabies and she's like, "Oh, that's the thing I saw inside of Marco's body that his white blood cells were eating, but you know what? It's a good thing that he morphed and demorphed because now he doesn't have rabies, so I mean the fact that I mentioned this was probably not even necessary except for that it was controlling his his uh inhibitions, I guess, or taking them away. He just had I don't inhibitions." S-
1: think that rabies happens that quickly but i could
0: be wrong she said it's like three days but i'm pretty sure the rabies virus can sit dormant in your body for long periods of time that's why that's why like if you get bit you should just go to the hospital regardless if it's if it's a creature that you don't know that bit you just go because the rabies virus can sit inside you for a very long time before it like
1: something triggers it and then and then there's nothing you can do i think
0: let me sounds see if I'm right. I read a book
1: ass. about rabies as a kid where this little girl who loved animals got bit by a cat and they were like, well now we have to kill the cat and study its brain to see if you have rabies. And she was like, no, don't do that. So she like agreed to the other, like, cause there's like two procedures. You can either like, if you have the animal, you can like, kill it and look at its brain and be like oh yes rabies or like oh no rabies um or you can like study it over two weeks and see if it exhibits signs of rabies and then if it doesn't you're good and the animal gets to live but you have to take like a bunch of shots in the meantime i don't know how much of that is true but i read it in a book when i was a kid and it really stuck with me clearly damn
0: yeah that sounds that <laughs> sounds horrific
1: i think it was like one of those like a similar like uh scholastic book series like of course i love pets series and like each one was a different character and they had like a pet club or something and she really liked cats i don't know if anybody knows what book series this is please let me know. please let
0: us know um this wikipedia says death usually occurs two to ten days after first symptoms Mm. i don't know how long it takes for the symptoms to show up i you know i don't know where i heard that but i feel very confident in what i'm saying
1: I mean, you're from Kansas, and I feel mm-hmm. like probably mm-hmm. if there was a rabbit animal, there's a higher likelihood of... I feel like they would prepare children in Kansas for rabies more than children in Ohio. Could but could it could be. I could be. wrong about that. We've got a lot of wooded areas. Mm-hmm. could be all sorts of rabies out well, there. Well, it's in
0: all those prairie books, you know, or like, someone mm. gets bit by a boar or a raccoon or something. Yeah. And you just
1: know. I think it happened in a little house at one point. I think there's a rabies incident oh, there. Oh, probably. Maybe that's where I learned it from. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe Laura Ingalls Wilder was
0: teaching me. <laughs> this whole time. Yep. Yeah. So, oh, man. Cool. The Animorphs, it's confirmed Animorphs can never get sick.
1: And they can fix all injuries with a simple morph and demorph. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Animorphs live forever, never die. <laughs>
0: also, Also, Rachel does comment again on marco's good looks uh says he he would be a calvin klein model if he was only wearing underwear that's a lot there's weird stuff going on with rachel and marco in this book. ever since that megamorphs book there's been this weird tension between
1: rachel and marco which
0: i'm like stop it
1: rachel and tobias are together i was gonna say there wasn't a lot of rachel tobias in this book yeah right like they were both on the mission but they didn't really talk to each other yeah i'm worried i'm worried about my favorite couple
0: i am too I, uh, we, need a, we need a Tobias POV, because that's where we get all like the relationship drama. Rachel's just like, i got to punch things. But... Hey, I've got good news. <gasps>
1: Next book, <gasps> Tobias POV. Oh my god, yes. Thank you. <laughs> I need this. I need a Tobias book now. So speaking of the various morphs and their POVs, who was your most, most valuable morph this week? My most valuable
0: morph... Probably had to be Cassie. What?! She she knew so much stuff about the human body that the others were-
1: impossible.
0: I know, she knew so much stuff. <laughs> I just, she had all the info. She knew where in the body they were at all times. She made she became a whale when they all needed to sit on her while they were dissolving in at Marco's stomach. Um. Marco got rabies, so I don't think he was most valuable. Marf and
1: Rachel. Again, oh. it was just that blank slate. Au slide. contraire. Marco was most valuable morph. He killed several Helmicrons by doing nothing but existing and having <laughs> snot and stomach fluid.
0: Humans are the most valuable morph.
1: <laughs> I'm giving it to Marco. He, he He did the most, even if it was passively. Honestly, I feel like if they had just let his body do its thing, it would have been fine. That's probably true. I think so.
0: I think, like, they wouldn't have been able to find their way to the heart. Maybe they would have. I don't know. Helmicrons couldn't possibly know enough about human anatomy to know what parts were vulnerable and which weren't. I don't think.
1: I also feel like we saw in the first Helmicron book when they shot, like, the humans with their... They're
0: just, like, mosquito bites. Lasers?
1: Yeah. So I feel like if... I mean, like, it wouldn't be great to shoot your heart with, like, that, They're probably not
0: super tough since they're on the inside of your ribs.
1: That's true. But still, I feel like he could have stood up I feel like he would have pooped them out. He could have taken that. I think he
0: should have just morphed. I think he should have morphed into something that has, like, a completely different physiology from humans. Like, he could have become his snake.
1: Yeah.
0: He could have become any number of things that will surely come to me. I can't think of anything Marco morphs into besides gorilla. We know gorilla is too close. Oh, shit. (laughs)
1: Uh, Cockroach. Cockroach, which Um. he did.
0: A Hork Bajir.
1: A the solution, as always, just, just be, be knives. Just be
0: knives. Good God, bandolites
1: uh, Could have right. borrowed an uh, axe.
0: He could have borrowed an axe and morphed him.
1: Could have, but didn't.
0: They don't even work. have, like, they eat through their feet. So, like, who even knows where their body, their inside organs are?
1: Who even knows? We he would have been like, oh, yes, we keep all of our organs in Z space. Yeah, Can't exactly. Then them. they
0: would have died. Perfect. Perfect solution. <laughs> no, we had to follow them into the nose. Insufferable <laughs> children. <laughs> Was there a morbid moment?
1: Um... I mean, I think I had several reading the book, but that was just you know me and my own brain that Mm. were having moments about what would happen if you were so small that you couldn't breathe an oxygen. Yeah, suffocating. Actually stated in this book.
0: They always make suffocation seem so like peaceful. You know, like in. I'm thinking specifically of in that movie Gravity with Sandra Bullock and George Clooney, Mm, and he like runs out of air spoilers i guess if you haven't seen this movie from like 10 years ago he like runs out of air and dies in space but he's like inside of a he's inside of a thing so it's not like he explodes because he's in the vacuum of space and he just seems so peaceful but i feel like it would be horrific actually
1: i think it would not be a fun time no i think it'd be the worst i guess you know some people get off on that sort of thing and
0: yeah, but there is definitely a point where it was too much.
1: Yeah, <laughs>
0: <laughs> I feel like unfortunately some people reach that.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh- <laughs> don't come back. <laughs> yeah, don't um, don't get too small that you can't breathe in oxygen. I guess is the moral of the story. Mm-hmm. How about you? Did you have a morbid moment?
0: Not really. This definitely did feel like a PBS show, didn't it? Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Nah, I think.
1: We got to teach the children about the body. Yeah,
0: yeah. We had a little educational moment.
1: Uh, there no was that time that Axe dunked on the school system when he was like, Hilarious. they were like, I don't know where the blood vessels go. And he's <laughs> like, like, does your school not teach you anything? <laughs> and we're like, no,
0: no, mm-mm. if it's not on a standardized test, no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> to, to be fair to the, uh, you know, um, California education system of the late 90s, early 2000s, These children also have been at war for two years, so they might not be as focused on their studies as one might hope. Uh, Serious theories. The Helmicrons will be back, and I think they will be joining Team Human.
0: Helmicrons will be back in Helmicrons and and the Winter Soldier.
1: Yes, yes. (laughs) Um, I think the Helmicrons, there's going to be a big, te- I've said this so many times, there's going to be a big team up at the end. Before I thought, oh, Helmicron's probably going to be on the bad guy side, but I think no one else is going to be on the York side. I think the Helmicrons from this are going to show up and be like, oh, yes, well, we're like the Loki of this. We're so <laughs> goofy and
0: they do we're the Loki. Up. I think they're just going to shoot whoever looks more fun to shoot at. Like,
1: Yeah, which is an energy I can respect. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm coming around on the Helmicrons, guys.
0: No. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, boy.
1: All right. Well, I think that wraps us up for this yeah, week. Yeah, it's a little uh, bit of a short
0: episode, but honestly, like, this book wasn't very much.
1: Um, it was a little episode for some little morphs. Tiny. Uh, <laughs> so small. N- next week, we are going to be continuing my unit on the Great American Novel with uh, The Color Purple by Alice Walker. Yes. Um, and then the week after that, we are going to be reading Summer 43, The Test.
0: Mm-hmm. Tobias B. F. Okay, first, I do have to say, have you seen the cover for this book because they changed the boy who plays Tobias, I think?
1: What? He doesn't have a bowl cut anymore.
0: Not. He's, like, this cool-looking kid.
1: Maybe they just changed his hair. He
0: looks like a skater-surfer boy.
1: Animorphs.
0: And he's totally blonde.
1: I did just get the... I uh, Gotta make sure I don't see a spoiler. Hold on. Yeah. Tobias does look different in this one. Yeah. A little a little bit more wafy a little bit more in line with his uh comic book appearance yes. i would say except in that he has uh long scruffy blonde hair
0: this boy is gonna turn into a taxon apparently
1: uh-oh okay. SpaghettiOs. um come by two weeks from now for that yes please do in the meantime
0: If you have your own thoughts on the Animorphs series you'd like to share with us, or if you have a book you think we should cover for the podcast, you can tweet at us at ShelfAwareCast or email us ShelfAwareCast at gmail.com. As always, thank you to Ben Cope for the use of our theme song. You can check out his YouTube channel in our show notes below. We are also on all of your favorite podcast aggregating platforms. So uh, I need a breath. Hold on. I got to take a sip of water. My mouth is really dry. So if you haven't followed or subscribed to us on one of those, you definitely should, because we are nearing the end of the Animorphs series. I know you want to be here for every single book. Find out what happens in this middle grade science fiction series from the late 90s to early 2000s. There's no other way to know. If you use Apple Podcasts, we'd very much appreciate a five-star review, but if you don't, that's all right, because you are allowed to talk about us anywhere on the internet you would like. In the words of K.A. Applegate, I can't believe someone hasn't blasted these maniacs out of the universe by now. It's true. (laughs) 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 There
1: is a lie in my room and I know it is Jake listening.
0: I, every time I smash a bug, I say, "I say, take that, Jake. Just That's in case. <laughs> just in case the Animorphs are real and they all know Jake. Just
1: in case.